You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 49. Welcome back. In today's episode, we all know that emotional abuse is something that can leave deep wounds in our psyche and in our heart and in our soul and affect our ability to connect with other people, to trust ourselves, and to feel secure in our own skin. But what if I told you that one of the keys to healing from emotional abuse is simply being present? That's right, by being fully present in the moment and practicing mindfulness, you can begin to unravel the negative beliefs and emotions that have been holding you back. So if you're ready to explore this transformative practice and discover how it can help you heal from emotional abuse and recover, then stay tuned for an insightful and empowering episode designed specifically for you. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host, and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny. So let's get started. Okay, so we're just going to dive right into this. How often do you experience silence? Like really think about this. I know life is busy. We have families, we have work, friendships, and a lot of responsibilities. We have things we not only have to do, but we have things that we want to do too. We might try to squeeze in as much as we can between those main vital responsibilities for our lives so that we can enjoy life and not just work our lives away. Or maybe we just work our lives away anyhow. These are all completely normal things we do as we go about our daily chores and the things that we need to accomplish as well as trying to live a fulfilling and happy life. But I have been noticing something that I wanted to bring to your attention and that is silence. Actually, the lack of silence that we usually miss in our lives. For some people, silence doesn't really exist at all. This doesn't mean it really isn't there or that the house is too noisy. It means some people are filling the silence on purpose and other people are just not recognizing how absolutely valuable silence is. Here are some reasons silence is so important. Number one, it helps you get in touch with yourself. Our minds have 70 to 80,000 thoughts per day. If we can't slow down our thoughts, we could be missing out on so much as part of getting to know ourselves. Number two, it gives you an opportunity to decompress. Some people are afraid of silence because they're worried about what they might face, what thinking things in their mind is going to show up, what emotions are going to surface. But if you don't have silence, your mind only gets to shut off and repair during sleep, and it really needs more. Number three, it can bring you clarity or realizations. Most people who don't tap into silence miss out on things they might otherwise learn from within themselves. Have you ever been driving along with no radio on or no distractions and just been really deep in thought? That silence is the perfect opportunity to get some internal guidance from within. And this happens to me all the time. I get so much clarity when I'm in silence alone. Number four, it keeps you calm. 
Chaos usually involves a lot of distractions, noise, visual clutter, and stimulations for your brain. But if you shut off the visuals by closing your eyes as you sit at home or on your couch in silence, take note of the sensations in your body, and breathe deeply, you can instantly bring yourself into a state of calm and serenity. As you probably already know, most people who are trying to heal from emotional abuse struggle with getting thoughts out of their heads. They ruminate a lot and think of the pain of the past. They a lot of times have trouble focusing on things that really matter to them. They might struggle with remembering important details because they're so distracted by the trauma. People who are stuck in this way believe things like, I'm trauma bonded and I can't detach from my ex, or they believe things like, I'll never heal, or this is going to take years. Some people believe things like, I'm broken and I just can't change how I feel. But believing things like this actually keeps us stuck even more. And here's why. Our beliefs about reality actually influence and create our reality. Think about a person who believes that they are capable of healing, a person who's determined to get that thought out of their mind. What will that person do? They will not stop. They will not give up. They will keep going and they will keep trying. On the other hand, someone who believes it's impossible will feel defeated before they ever even begin. If you don't believe something is possible for your life, you won't take action to give it a try. And when I say believe, I mean believe it in your subconscious mind, not your conscious mind. I remember very vividly when I escaped my abuser. After leaving, I was still getting triggered. I was still overwhelmed with negative emotions. And when this happened, I became increasingly frustrated because I felt like he was still controlling me. I was angry because I felt out of control. I felt like he was a tumor inside my head that was affecting how I was feeling. But there was no tumor. There was only how I was emotionally processing all the things that I had no control over and how I was not processing it. But to give myself some grace here, which you should do for yourself too, I didn't know how to do this at that time. In fact, at that time in my life, I had no idea that the power to change how I was feeling was already inside of me. That power was strong enough to extract that theoretical tumor that I felt like was controlling my life. When I finally learned how to change my brain, and I did this consistently, I began to feel completely different. I was no longer being triggered. I stopped thinking about him and thinking about her and the pain and the heartache and the injustices. I started being present with my kids and my partner and my friends and family. When I was present, I wasn't forgetting things because I was paying attention to what mattered without those mental distractions. I was able to enjoy myself without the fear that there might be a trigger just lurking around the corner ready to pounce on me at any unsuspecting minute. So imagine that your mind is like a room with a locked door and recovery is on the other side of that locked door. Believing that you'll never heal or that that trauma bond was too strong or that it'll take years to recover from is like putting on additional locks on that door, making it even more challenging to access what's beyond that door, the peace or whatever it is you want to be feeling. Each limiting belief is like a new lock that you put on that door. So if you continue to hold on to beliefs like this, you might find yourself stuck, unable to move forward or open the door to healing and recovery that you need and desire. However, if you can challenge these beliefs and take action to try new things, you will find the keys to the locks are presented to you and that door starts to open.
then you can start to move out of that room and towards the healing that you desire and deserve. In other words, limiting beliefs like these can act like barriers that prevent you from accessing the resources and tools that you truly need to recover from emotional abuse. By recognizing what these barriers are and working to overcome them, you can unlock the door to your recovery and move towards greater emotional health and well-being. Let me ask you this. If subconscious healing has given proven and lasting results to thousands of other people, what is it costing you to believe it won't work for you? And one more question. If you already knew you couldn't fail to achieve this kind of recovery, that if after 12 weeks you could already be feeling relief, what actions would you be taking today? All right, so once you shift your mindset of what is possible for you, then you could really get into the present moment to help catapult your recovery. Remember, the now is the only place we aren't dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. It's a beautiful and peaceful place to be. So if you're thinking, I don't like silence or I don't like being alone, maybe you're thinking, there's no time for this or my house is full of noise and chaos. This is impossible. I'd like to challenge you to look for it. Your mind can only see what you believe is possible. And if you aren't looking for opportunities for silence, well, you won't find it. So how do you stop filling the silence and actually start getting present? Here's some quick tips to help you. So if you have a pen and paper, write this down. Number one, keep the radio off while you drive every now and then. Number two, leave your phone or your AirPods at home when you take your dog for a quick walk around the block or at the park. Or just turn it on silent. Sit in complete silence with your eyes closed for two minutes just to start. And work your way up, right? You don't have to start with 10 minutes or 20. Just start with two. I like to do this in the bathtub where I can completely relax. No music, no podcast, just me and the silence. Number four, make a habit to give yourself a set time of silence each morning or evening. Think of nothing except for your bodily sensations, breathing and wondering what your next thought will be. Stay present and feel the sensations in your body. Number five, when you start to feel bored or lonely, Instead of pulling up social media or turning on the TV, allow yourself the space to just be where you are with no sounds or no distractions. Resist the urge to fill the silence. Don't call up your friend or your mom or your sister or start sending text messages to whoever will respond. You know, even text messages are a type of noise that distract us from silence. Instead, fight that urge to fill the silence and just sit or lie down somewhere and hear the silence between any sounds that you notice. Maybe like the clock ticking or the dog barking at, the, at next door or a car moving. The goal is not to focus on the sound, but to focus on the silence between the sound. As you begin to get comfortable with silence, you will start to get to know yourself better. You'll start to like being with you more and more. You won't feel awkward about holding space for yourself. This is a really beautiful start for self-love and increasing your self-worth too. I have found it so very soothing and have come up with some of my most creative ideas in the silence and I thank myself for it. I've also been able to find the subconscious beliefs that I'm carrying around when I'm silent. 
the beliefs that create negative emotions and bad feelings inside of me are the ones that I'm able to, to access when I am just sitting in silence. Remember, when I mentioned that feeling of my ex still controlling me, how it seemed like a tumor inside of me, well, that is where those subconscious beliefs live. And when you get inside your mind and find those beliefs, you can start to reprogram them so that they aren't affecting you anymore. Remember, this is just practice. We are building healing and recovery. We all have to start somewhere. This is a great place to start in the present moment. Now, if you don't get a lot of time to yourself, you might have to start creating time and carving it out after the kids are in bed or when you get home from work. Maybe you have to um, set your alarm to get up 20 minutes before everyone else is awake. Instead of flipping on the TV when you get home from work, take 10 minutes to be in silence after that. Then turn on your show. If being present is important to you, then prioritizing it should be there as well. If you feel like you have absolutely no time to yourself, as a last resort, you can use the time right before bed as you're falling asleep. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. And before you know it, silence is your friend. So give it a try. I love to know how experiencing the silence instead of filling it has worked out for you to be present, to find and harness the power of presence to help recover and heal your emotional wounds. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on, -one on a deeper level for subconscious healing, just send me a message and I'm happy to talk to you about it to see if we are a good fit to work together. Thank you so much for being here and listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in